Well, hello there. My name is Aksh. And my name is Evie. We are middle schoolers at Creative Arts Charter, and today we are presenting Life Goes On, a podcast about life in quarantine. It can sometimes feel as if the world has stopped, and even though it is a hard time right now, life goes on. So let's jump right in. In this first episode, we will be sharing a collection of stories we have nicknamed Big Feels. Our first story comes from Eloise in seventh grade. It was cold. Not December cold, but cold to the point where you would want to put on a jacket, but then hot enough to take it back off again. That cold. It was summer. Not that type of summer. The type of summer with sunshines and rainbows. San Francisco summer. With rain and fog. I was sitting in our blue Volkswagen Gilligan with the heaters on blast staring out at the foggy sadness. I turned to my mother. She looks right ahead trying to see through the thin fog. The rhythmic feeling of the car in motion and the sound of the wheelings on rough pavement come to a stop. Let's get out here. My mother grabs the car handle and opens the door. Come on, get up. Sigh. I stand up and get out. She wants me to do something understandable. Driving can get really boring. I stand up and get out and I walk. We walk past buildings, we walk past trees and cars, but then I see it, a park, a playground with swings and a slide. When you're 12, you don't play on the playground anymore. Why? Because playgrounds are for babies. When you play on the playground, you either get parents scoffing at you because you're a big kid playing on the playground, or a big kid scoffing at you because you're being a baby. This is a rare sight. Nobody's there, and it wasn't closed. I took a few steps, stepping onto the soft sand and sitting on the swings. It wasn't easy at first. I, had been on the, I hadn't been on the playground since I was in the third grade, when I was nine. That was three years ago. But once I remember the motions, up, down, up, down, I felt like I was flying. I'm nine again. I'm six again. I'm four again. But now I have to say goodbye. Goodbye to the feeling of being a kid. I don't want to leave my old world behind, but you can't just wait forever. And now I'm saying goodbye. I'm not 11, not 10, not 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, or 4. I am 12. enjoyed Eloise's story. Coming up next is Chase's story about the struggles of being cooped up at home. We hope you enjoy and here's Chase. This happened a week ago when I was going to the beach with my dad and sister. We had we brought masks just in case. My sister was like, no, I want this mask. No, I want this mask. I was like, okay, I bought her that mask. And she's like, no, I want that one. I'm like, Pick a mask or else we're not going to the beach. And this went on for at least 20 minutes before I gave up and took all the masks and shoved them back into a bowl we had that contained all the masks. Then we decided to go fishing. My sister's fishing rod broke. And, and, and then the weight from that rod hit me in the face. And after that, we decided just to stay home. And she's like, no, I want to go outside. I'm like, it's 3, it's 3 p.m., we're not going to go outside. And she's like, no, I want to go outside. And, and at that point, I was mad, so I just went to my room and went to a corner and started watching TV on my phone. And then she came in yelling about elephants and annoying things. Period.
Our next story comes from auction eighth grade. This story is a nail biter. We hope you enjoy it. Have you ever had surgery? I had not until May 14th. Night before was May 13th. It was 11, it was late and at 11 p.m. I was just getting ready to go to bed when a sharp pain just struck me to the ground in my stomach and I was in extreme pain. Soon though it had died down and I had no clue what the cause was. You know, I thought since it was late, I thought it was just hunger and so I went to sleep. But the next morning, I realized it wasn't hunger. It was just, it was something more. I, throughout the day, throughout the day, more and more pain entered my body. And I kept thinking it was hunger. I kept eating a bit, but even I, my body was also just rejecting the food. They wouldn't, I just didn't want to eat. And I, I got to a point where I couldn't sit in one spot because of the pain. And we almost didn't go back to um, go to the doctor because of COVID and we wanted to be very careful. But at this point I was in so much pain that the only choice was to go to the doctor. And so we decided to go to the doctor and I was feeling the worst I have ever felt in my life. And as the doctor was feeling around my stomach, I let out a scream that woke up the whole place. The doctor advised that we go to the emergency immediately. And we did as we were told. And I still think that I still thought on the car ride there that we should not even go because I was like, it's just a stomach ache. And at this point, the doctor had given me some medication and I was feeling a bit better. And I thought it was just a stomach ache and it was going away and it was fine. But my mom, she, you know how moms are, she just wouldn't hold back. And by the time we got there, uh, the medicine kicked in fully and I was feeling pretty great, to be honest. I wasn't feeling, uh, I wasn't feeling perfect and it felt like something heavy, but I wasn't, I was feeling like I could go home and I could just sleep it off. But, but we were still waiting to see if there was something wrong. And the doctor approached me and he tells me that I need to go for an ultrasound. And I was still confused on what was going on. Honestly, I had no idea what was an ultrasound was. And as they were feeling around, the pain started coming back. Imagine just you're having, you got punched in the stomach and you, or no, imagine you broke your arm and someone is putting a lot of pressure on where you broke your arm. That is how the ultrasound felt. They were putting exact pressure on where the pain was feeling and it hurt so badly. And soon after the ultrasound ended, I was, I was feeling awful and they confirmed that I had appendicitis. And so they said that I could pick two things I could do. I could take these antibiotics where it's just medication and I would have to just um, take it easy for two weeks, but the appendix would still be in my body and there was a small chance of it coming back. Or I could I could have surgery and I can get it all um, done with, but I would have two holes in my body just for about a month and then it would slowly heal but there was no chance of it coming back. And my mom didn't want to take a chance, and I didn't either want to take a chance on it coming back, so we got the surgery. And oh my God, during the surgery, actually, I was obviously asleep for it, um, we discovered I had a hernia. And I don't really understand what a hernia is, but pretty much it means that I need to get two more holes in my stomach. And because if I didn't get it then, 
if I didn't get it then, then I would have to get surgery later. And so at, by the end of this, I was still in a lot of pain um, for the next two weeks. And then after about two weeks, I could, um, I was able to walk without without grabbing my stomach every step I took. And, I w- and after a month or a month and a half, I was able to run fully without feeling lots of pain. And even now, after about six months, I can still, when I put lots of pressure on it, I can still feel like a small, like, sting but it's it's really nothing and my scars are finally starting to go away after six months and so i think what i realized by the end of this is that the surgery it kind of changed my life and during quarantine i wasn't going outside i wasn't running around too much and this kind of realized i didn't realize how much i moved around that much and now i couldn't even go um up and downstairs without without holding on to the railing and it would take me 10 minutes just to go up and down to get water so i realized i had to take advantage once this once i was fully healed of having a full functional body because a lot of people they couldn't if they had this procedure they wouldn't be able to get get as well very quickly and so i really needed to take advantage of having a fully functional body and actually having something being able to run being able to walk being able to play sports being able to run around with my friends i have to take advantage of that because some people they can't do any of those things and that is my story our first story comes from lillian seventh grade and this is all about that very last day we were actually in school together Have you ever thought you would have a normal day, but it turned out to be the opposite? I have. It was a normal day. I felt the wind blow through my hair, and I felt the sun on my face. Even though it felt like a normal day, I felt like something would happen. I couldn't tell why. It just felt like a gut feeling that something would change. I brushed the feeling off and thought that maybe it was because spring break was so soon. The day was like a roller coaster, but a roller coaster that you had been on a hundred times in a row. I had class, I was stressed about grades, and I ate lunch. How little did I know how much would change. Later, I walked up the stairs with my friends Bianca and Beatrix to get to theater. When we got to the door, me and Beatrix said bye to Bianca since she had dance. We went inside, and it was just like a normal theater class. The teacher told us to take our seats and told us what we would do that day. Later, me and Beatrix were working on some masks and theater. She was talking about a disease that she kept saying was very serious. I got a little freaked out, but I thought that maybe, well, it would never affect us. Could never affect us. But Beatrix was right. It did affect us, so much so that here I am, telling you about it. After school, I kept hearing people say stuff like, three weeks off school, can you believe it? Most people sounded happy, and some sounded worried. I saw the principal talking to a teacher. I heard something about a disease, about the disease that Beatrix had talked about earlier. I stopped dead. 
I felt like everything was falling. I only had one thought. What were they saying? I took one slow step. I walked slowly and heard them say something like, how long, as I walked by. Now that I was thinking, now I was thinking about the thing I heard them say. How long? They had to know it was three weeks, right? Everything started to feel like a dream. A dream where you didn't know what was happening. When Beatrix saw her mom, she said goodbye to me and Bianca, excited to start her break. We all were. We knew nothing of what would happen. So here I am, in my house, stuck in here, almost like a jail cell. Well, that's what I would have said a week ago. I guess you could say I'm getting used to it, in a way. It's still strange, but I have to remember that we are in going to be like this for a while, so I have to be flexible. I have to make the most of it. And most of all, I have to remember that so many people are doing the same thing. So many people have to stay inside. We have to remember we're not alone. The end. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you're interested in the creative process that we use to make this podcast, please stay for the last minute of the episode. To make this podcast, first we brainstormed possible stories that took place over quarantine. And then we just practiced telling them over to our friends and family. We spent time working on a finalized script and spent some time getting used to it as well. Once we were comfortable with the stories we brainstormed, we recorded and edited and published those stories using the Anchor app.